Ready? Rewind! You, the American people, reminded us that while our road has been hard, while our journey has been long, we have picked ourselves up. We have fought our way back. And we know in our hearts that for the United States of America, the best is yet to come. This morning, the Sandy Hook Elementary School was full of kids concerned about Christmas. Right and then at 9.40 a.m., the site shots today rang out. Of a mass shooting, and this time, gunfire aimed at elementary school There children. are 27 victims, 20 children, 7 adults. We got in the line and we had to close our eyes. I don't see how that's a party. Dr. Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Cat. I'm always angry. Welcome back to Ready Rewind. Hello, everybody, and welcome to me and Ashley bickering for 45 minutes. Accurate. That's what our, our um, <laughs> tagline is. You probably heard the really cool intro that E made as we are going to talk about probably one of the most important years in cultural history, I think. Going, oh, kind of going back, looking and doing some research, I was like, wow, this year was really important. Go ahead. <laughs> It's something that you can totally sum up in maybe hmm, 15 minutes or less, maybe 30 minutes. And it's totally something that you can summarize after doing about a hot one hour of skimming the internet research. I'm really ready. Time Magazine's issue on 2012 has nothing on this. Nothing. So yeah, we're gonna... So. Before we dive into it, I also want to say I my I probably sound different. I got this awesome new microphone for Christmas um, from my awesome friends, including E, also Katie, Lauren, and Lizzie. Thank you guys so much um, to help me sound better and sound more professional. Like I feel like a radio DJ. Uh, you can, no, no one can see this except for Julia, but like, hey, I feel cool. <laughs> <laughs> You're radio rebel. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so yeah, I guess, unless, do you have any updates you want to share with us, Julia? I, I don't. I really don't. All right, cool. Um, as I turn off my phone, let's just dive into it. Okay. So I want you all, wherever you're at, on a run, at home, laying in your bed, driving your car, I want you all to just close your eyes. Okay, maybe not the people driving their car. But close your eyes. And, and let me take you back to a time that was simpler somehow than what we're in now, even though it wasn't a simple time. But we're going to say it's really simple because 2020 has just been the worst year of our lives. And we're just going to pretend like this is a really simple year in comparison. A simpler time. The year was 2012. Some major things were happening around the world. Barack Obama was re-elected president in the United States in 2012, November. Thanks, Obama. Thanks, Obama. Vladimir Putin was re-elected in 2012. And President Xi of China was elected president. There was also some other big events like the 2012 London Olympics happened. Ooh. Other major events happened, such as the Costa Concordia cruise ship sinking. I had to think of the word for a second. Uh, this is probably one of the most, probably one of the biggest ocean disasters since the Titanic. We also had Coney 2012. Also, while doing research on this topic, I found out that the Middle East actually went through an outbreak of their own of respiratory syndrome um, coronavirus. It, obviously, I don't think it's a coronavirus or like of today, but it's really interesting how that happened in 2012 and now here we are today. And also I found a lot of people are comparing today to this year, which is kind of why we're doing this episode, like Destiel becoming canon, which is 
not what I expected in 2020, but anyway. Also, yeah, as uh, Julia mentioned, the London Olympics happened, which was basically watching all of the countries that used to be Britain's colonies walk through, and they <laughs> meant, I remember watching the opening ceremony, <laughs> and they mentioned, God. they're like, left England in 1942, and I'm like, Jesus, <laughs> really? England is so funny. They literally, and by funny, I mean, at times, learning about British history is horrifying, because they're just, like, one tiny island, but they, like, they truly ran one of the most brutal imperialistic forces ever. Like, name a continent they didn't touch. And I don't know, like, I'm not saying that, like, we are not also, you know, an imperialist country, but damn, I mean, they really... But it started with Daddy England... (laughs) Started with Daddy, you know, England. They were like, I'm going to go out. I'm going to see the world. We're going to go to, you know, North America. We're going to go to Africa. We'll go to South Asia. We'll go to Eastern Asia. I saw a meme the other day that was really funny. And it was like, white people um, went through and like colonized and, um, you know, basically did like the really, you know, like the forces of power in like China from England and they like they did all this for the spices and then they don't even season their food that's so true oh my god (laughs) that's a good for spices and they don't even season their food um also the Wii U was released um kind of a bad console didn't really do all that well um and then yes um Obama was re-elected and also Benghazi happened Benghazi the emails the emails hillary's emails all goes back to 2012 and also one of the most tragic shootings also happened this year sandy hook it happened in december um a lot of young children were lost and teachers and it was heartbreaking also will and kate speaking of british imperialism Will and Kate announced their royal pregnancy. That's true. I was obsessed with that pregnancy. I was actually obsessed with their whole wedding. And like, I, I watched some of it because it happened on a school day. And I watched a little bit of it before I went to school because it, it like aired in the, uni- the United States at like 4 a.m. <laughs> mm-hmm. And those are just a few of the big cultural and political events that happened in 2012. There are a ton of like, you know, albums, TV shows, social media happenings that are really, really important from that year. Um, Let's dive right into it. Why is everyone in 2020 so obsessed with 2012? Well, maybe as you can hear from some of the stuff that we just kind of outlined, there seems to be a common theme. 2012 was a big year in the sense that, you know, internet culture really started to take a main role in mainstream media and public lives and discourse. You know, Netflix was really just picking up in its streaming services. It became, you know, just in the year after 2013, became one of the, you know, highest rated premium services worldwide, which is crazy. Um, you know, Netflix came to Europe this year. And I think a lot of the problems that, and um, cultural things that we're struggling with today really took root and started back in 2012. We can still feel the influences of 2012's pop culture, politics, and digital communities today in 2020 in our own communities. This was a really hallmark year where internet culture kind of came into the mainstream and we really saw it taking a mainstream route in, you know, our day-to-day lives. It was a big year for technology and art and politics a lot of life-changing stuff happened anyway so right now we kind of want to go through some of the more traditional media stuff that went down so that's when i talk when we ever in the future talk about traditional media that's basically movies tv albums music newspapers really it's like print stuff but i think now it's more like what did my grandpa (laughs) watch and listen (laughs) Grandma Ashley, can you tell me about Netflix when it sent you DVDs in the mail? Did you ever have a DVD player? Grandma, did did you play Blu-ray? I had a VHS tape. 
player vhs player actually i'm <laughs> that old. gen z person <laughs> i had a vhs tape yeah movies were really big not only in pop culture but also kind of like um i saw a lot of fandoms rise in this year such as the avengers was the number one film of the year they made 1.5 billion dollars worldwide by the end of oh. the year or i guess like by the cycle of the movie playing in theaters it was a big that it was i think it's definitely the first marvel film that hit the billion mark but also it was huge like that movie helped, like really pushed me into the marvel fandom and i still love it to this day i cried at infinity war and endgame and i i would see all the marvel films with my dad so that was also oh. a really special thing that was kind of like what my dad and i would do like every time a Marvel film will come out, we would go see it together. Even if I've already seen it, I would go see it with him or I'd be like, I gotta wait for my dad. <laughs> Speaking of um, big 2012 movies, you know what movies I used to see with my dad? What, Julia? The Twilight movies. Me and my dad went and saw Eclipse together. Or was it New Moon? It was a very, I don't know. I don't know which one. But it's a very precious memory to me where I basically wanted I want it to be dead because like you know, you're watching a movie with your parents and then there's like anything romantic and you're like a preteen you're like Ew, god don't look my dad my dad in the theater when bella and jacob kissed audibly went "Ooh," <laughs> and i was like i was i wanted to die i was like dad you're so embarrassing and then when I think like when Jacob took off his shirt, he goes, oh, I get why you like these movies, Julia. And I was like, and he was in full voice talking. You know how like middle-aged men just don't care about, about the their people. surroundings. <laughs> well, I get it. And I'm like, Dad, uh, all the other 12-year-olds are going to make fun of me. But yeah, I went and saw one of those movies with my dad. Um, and in that year, in 2012, um, the Twilight Saga came to an end. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know. Breaking Dawn Part 2 came out. Um, arguably, like, the Avengers, basically, the most Avengers-like movie of the Twilight series, I would say. Oh, like, yeah. It's oh. it's the Avengers of the YA. Oh, actually, yeah, I can say that, especially with the big battle. Um, Julia only saw it, like, this year in a Amazon watch party. By 2012, I this was my peak MCR phase, basically. And I was really too cool to be rating Twilight. So, you know, I had already gone through my Twilight phase and I was like, Twilight flame. I'm not like other girls. So I didn't <laughs> like it. Which I, mean, I am exactly like every other woman on the face of earth. <laughs> but women are not a monolith. We're all very different. Every human being is different and we go beyond our categorize, categories. I mean, that's also... Whatever. Like, that's fair. Like, I didn't see it. I think Eclipse... I don't know if I even saw the first part in theaters because at that time it was similar I was just like I don't care about these movies anymore like whatever and then the last part I was like yeah I'll go see it why not because um, I watched the other two at home and then the big twist happened that doesn't happen in the books and we were all screaming in the theater like this doesn't happen in the books and uh for the never thing was fine in the end but it was just the biggest fake out. And hey, I still remember it. So it was memorable. Also, do you know what um, budding YA novel fan fiction started to become a movie, you know, in 2012? That's right. Fifty Shades of Grey. Would you say that's YA? Hold up. That is oh, not a YA, but it's based <laughs> off of YA. Okay. Fifty Shades of Grey is Twilight fanfic. It is. Okay, because you said it's a YA, and I'm like, wait a minute. I was like, if she's going to say what I think she said, that is not, it's for women, no. middle-aged women. Who have it is for middle-aged white women. Or any woman. Any woman. It's usually women who probably... Or man. Or I man who... Non-binary folk. Yeah, who really... I just picture old women, like, who really don't have great sex lives, to be honest. Oh, God. Um, yeah, well, anyways, they started to, um, you know, make the movie. It started percolating in 2012. God. Yeah. Also, The Dark Knight Rises was in, did we ever talk about this? No. The Dark Knight Rises was in the box office squaring off with the Avengers. That's true. It was the last of 
uh, Christopher Nolan beloved trilogy. Um, unfortunately, uh, because of Heath Ledger's death in 2008, they couldn't use Joker again. Who and everyone thinks of Ledger's Joker as like the best Joker of all time, and I would agree, especially like live action. I actually like Mark Hamill's Joker. I think he, that's the best um, portrayal. But yeah, so you got Tom Hardy as Bane. Who talks like this? It's like, ho, ho, Batman. And I'm like, but I have seen the Batman steps at Pittsburgh. That was exciting for me. Wow. <laughs> Did you not know I'm a huge Batman fan? No, I, I, Batman's one of the best comic series out there, but like, I just, you're, you're really out here um, giving everybody else a run for their money. It's, it's the microphone. I'm an voice actor, so I don't know what to say. I almost <laughs> I, said Gilbert Gottfried. You're out here giving Gilbert Gottfried a run for his money, but like, he's not, I think he just sounds that way. Yeah, that's just his voice. Like, voice acting I, is a lot of work. You actually have to like act first and then change your voice. And then get into it. By the way. Yeah. Did you see Gilbert Gottfried's TikTok? This is totally off topic, but oh my god, have you seen his TikTok? Yeah, I think I've sent you some. Okay. okay. I'm the one that introduced you to his TikToks. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm doing the thing again where you show me something and then two months later I come back and be like, have you seen this? <laughs> <laughs> or you're like, it's kind of like in um, Timon and Pumbaa where Pumbaa will spout an idea, and then Timon's like, ah, yeah, we, let's do this, and Pumbaa's like, that's a great idea, Timon. <laughs> Pumbaa, he literally stole it from you. Damn it. <laughs> Other movies, uh, we could also include uh, just um, The Hunger Games. Actually, speaking of going back to YA, The Hunger Games movie was first released. It was, it's number nine in the top ten highest grossing films. Also, The Hobbit, the prequel films began this year. Skyfall was released. That's like um, James Bond. That's like, I just really know the Adele song, and it's beautiful. Skyfall. It was a really good ice routine to that. Was it in 2005? Yeah, I think I have seen that, actually. Oh, so good. Um, Also, uh, it's not on this list, but I also saw The Lorax was released in 2012, and so many girls loved the onceler oh my gosh the onceler fandom the onceler fandom like rose prominent 2012 youtuber phil lester <laughs> and dan howell of internet fame do you have any other movies yet or do you have a you want to go into tv i do have some tv shows to talk about 2012 was a great year for television 30 rock was still running Parks and Rec was still running. Um, Break Walking Dead just came out, right? Breaking Bad was going on. Veep was up. I was say, some of these breaking, shows. I was going to say Walking Dead. It was already. It already started. It, it, yeah, it's been going for. I think, but maybe it was the height of the show Anyways, though, because it got really popular. But continue. Some of these shows I have watched. Some of these shows I have pretended to watch and still pretend to watch to this day um walking dead being one of them i'm like oh yeah the zombies and that guy dies and um there's a whole thing about the twinkie and um, that's the twinkie that's god no that's a movie julia i know it's zombie land that's the joke i don't know when zombie land came out either 2009 or 10 i think it's 10 actually okay so it's close it's in the ballpark Oh my god, Sophia the First premiered. I was a girl in the oh. village doing all right. <laughs> and I became a princess overnight. Wow, that was great. Oh, this was a year of cultural importance. Stop it. This is we everything else is done. We're gonna talk about Sophia the First for the rest Sophia of this podcast. So if you're if you're listening into this point and you're like, I'm not sure about this, get out. We're this is Sophia the First no. stand account now. Um, before we get into more Sophia, also other shows, uh, Legend of <laughs> Legend of Korra came out, Arrow, Nashville. Um, I've watched one of those shows. Community was big that year. Yeah, Girls was big that year. Game of Thrones was going on. So a lot of the shows. Bob's that, Burgers. Archer yeah. was on. Wow, this was a great year. New Girl was on. Holy moly! 
No, yeah, we're not looking off a Wikipedia TV. page. Key and Peele was up? Yeah. I'm not. I'm just scrolling through an article from <laughs> AV Club. I'm not. Paul's Drag Race. Do I have to? I'll say the person. That was, I think, article. season three the or four. Adventure Time. Shut up. Adventure Time was such a big year. Such a big cultural moment for me. Um, link and comment down below who you think I identified with from Adventure Time. You said I, this in the last episode. Who do you, who you identify as? A lot of those shows became queer icons. Like Cora, she, we found out she's bi. And also um, Princess Bubblegum and then Marceline eventually would become a couple. So that's actually a big year. And before, like more re- more representation like glee was still running at that time so yeah so speaking of glee which was actually we're gonna go on right on to music how's that sound julia yes okay so with music let's talk about the top a few of the top 10 songs like the number one song of 2012 was some somebody that she is tonight how oh was that gosh <laughs> That was really good. Thank Didn't you. have to cut me off. Ah. So yes, uh, before if E decides to cut that because it probably sounded bad, uh, somebody that you used that I used to know by Gautier. Uh, I guess, I guess technically it was a one-hit wonder because he really, from what I know, he didn't like the spotlight, so he kind of like dipped after that. And then of course, other songs that came out. That year, Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen, We Are Young by Fun and featuring Janelle Monet, Payphone by Maroon 5, and Lights by Ellie Goulding. Also, One Direction made their ba- big debut with What Makes You Beautiful. Yeah, so uh, Sexy and I Know It, LMFAO. Great song. Basically, a lot of songs that were on my iPod Nano probably came out this year. <laughs> How about you, Julia? Do you have any like special albums that premiered this year? We need to start here. Whitney Houston died in 2012. I think one of the biggest cultural events that happened for music in 2012 was definitely Whitney Houston dying. You know, aside from all the 2012 high school mixer and homecoming bangers from One Direction and, you know, party rock anthem coming out. But yeah, Whitney Houston died that year. And of course, her song, I Will Always Love You, definitely resurged, which is also Dolly Parton's song. She wrote it originally. And then, you know, Whitney Houston carried it into like a whole new level. She did wonders with that song. Whitney Houston had such an amazing voice and things that she was able to contribute to the musical community as an artist and as, you know, just an icon or yeah, I definitely recommend to watch the Whitney movie. It's just called Whitney. I believe it came out like a couple of years ago. It's so powerful, like just talking about the life and the struggles she had, but also like she was such a trailblazer in music. So I definitely recommend watching that or just like listening to some of her music. She's just an incredible vocalist and she is still missed. And also tragically, her daughter passed away not too long after her. The whole, it's just a shame, you know, Whitney Houston really is just like a once in a lifetime artist. Like she's, her talent is, it's unreal. She's an amazing, she's, yeah, I can't say enough good things about Whitney. So outside of the context of 2012, um, to kind of take it back a step, Amy Winehouse died the year before Whitney Houston died and they both died of um, issues relating to drugs and addictions and overdoses. And I think Michael Jackson died around a similar time too. Michael died in 2009. So yeah, pretty close. So they're all pretty close together. And I think that a lot of this culture that you're seeing right now centered around mental health and, you know, our openness and talking about our struggles really comes from a lot of the deaths that we saw of prominent artists and people that we really cared about and looked up to as icons. And it kind of took mental health out of just being something that, you know, crazy people and nobody really experienced and I think it it brought it into light and it's like, no, all of these you know influential folks really struggle with it. And I think that, you know, when Amy Winehouse died, if you haven't watched the Amy Winehouse documentary as well, it's it's really powerful. But I think as in a, it feels in a similar way that hearing about court well, I didn't hear about Kurt Cobain stuff until, you know, long after it happened because we weren't born yet. Me, but 
I think it had a similar tone in the sense that like it really a lot of people were now talking about this thing like I think when Kurt Cobain died of suicide a lot of people like oh my god suicide and heroin addiction and this is a really big problem and I think it was a similar thing with Amy and with Whitney people were like oh we need to talk about this and do something about it I think that opened up the doors for a lot of people to start talking about mental health and you saw a lot more folks you know especially off the beaten path really opening up about their mental health issues you know Mm -hmm. not to swing it back and Phil, but 2012, 2011 is when I probably started watching them, and they were like my big, yeah, I, I was a really annoying Dan and Phil stan. But Dan Howell talked a lot about his mental health, and I think um, so did a few other YouTube folks. I think Markiplier's opened up about his mental health on, you know, YouTube, and yeah, definitely, especially, and he also talked about like, so I was a huge Markiplier, well, I still am, like. But that's when I became, uh, probably shortly after, because that's when he released um, the Five Nights at Freddy's series. And he lost his dad um, before, like, he really got big on YouTube. So that always affected him. And, like, and also, like, well, if when we ever we talk more about YouTubers in the future, I know a lot of them also suffer just from burnout. Because what YouTube and, like, any internet platform is based on is just... I have to create more content very soon. It's kind of like, like with movies and TV, they can take their time because people expect that. But internet culture is very much like what's popular now and what's popular like super quick. Because that 15 minutes of fame type of speak, it's more like two minutes of fame on the internet. They'll just forget you. Absolutely. And I think you saw a similar kind of content on Tumblr. Like, I think 2012 was also peak soft grunge. Like we started seeing like a lot of Lana Del Rey edits on mm-hmm. Tumblr, a lot of, you know, soft, almost like grayscale photos of like anime people running into the sunset. Like, <laughs> I don't even want to be alive anymore or something like that. Like you saw a lot of that, like romanticization, I think of mental illness or depression on Tumblr, a lot of skins. If you ever watched the show skins, there were a lot of skins gifts, particularly of Effie. Effie looked a lot like Lana Del Rey, and I think that was just a very in look at the time. Kind of like, okay, I just have to mention my friend Lauren, who helped buy this mic, loves skin. So I know she's going to freak when you mention that. I just wanted to say that because I know Lauren, she's... hey, girl. <laughs> especially, especially the UK. Well, Never watched the U.S. version of Skins because, one, it only lasted, like, ten episodes because it was garbage. Like, it was so bad. And also... talking about Skins is talking about U.S. Skins. Everyone is talking about U.K. Skins. Yeah. Even though, you know, with Michelle... (laughs) Yeah, just know, if you look up Skins and find find an American version, don't watch that version because it was... There was a whole controversy with it and... Maybe we'll talk about it one day. (laughs) Controversial Mm. TV shows. This is how it works. Yes to UK skins. No to UK office. UK office over US. US office over UK office. UK skins over US skins. Agreed. Ooh, the Arctic monkeys. They also had a big moment, I feel like, on Tumblr around this time. I feel like Why'd You Only Call Me When You're High was really big. Speaking of that song, that became big on TikTok recently because Miley Cyrus covered it at um, uh, an award show like like a year ago or something. And then it just became a really popular sound, which I find, see, see the interconnecting ways of this year in 2012. Just another example. It was released in 2013. Just kidding. Eh, close enough. <laughs> So 2012 is bigger than 2012. It's really 2020 and every year in between. <laughs> it's really, I guess it's like when we speak 2012, it's really like the years 2009 to 2015. <laughs> I know, seriously. Oh, do you want to hear some stats about where the internet was in 2012? Sure. Let me tell you, there were 87.8 million Tumblr blogs in 2012. There were 37 billion page views on reddit.com. And there were 191 million number of visitors to Google sites. There were 2.2 billion email users worldwide. Wow. This is, it's just crazy. 
Do you remember those email chains? <laughs> oh uh, my god, with like, like if you don't send this revenge or whatever. Yeah, if you don't send this to ten people, yeah, cons- like this per this clown's gonna come get you in the middle of the night. I remember it wasn't um I'll eat an email, but I remember when I got my first text like that, I called my I called like a friend. I was just like, what do I do? I'm <laughs> just so scared of what's get what's gonna happen to me. <laughs> what's gonna happen invader zim hit the hot topic merch scene and really blew up in 2012 do you want to hear the top 10 fandoms on tumblr during this year do deep dive so you got k-pop which is also you also gotta mention um gundam style came out this year like the big music video that had like that was like the top viewed video for like three years (laughs) um you also had sherlock holmes Marvel, as I mentioned earlier, One Direction, Avatar Last Airbender slash Legend of Korra, Homestuck, Teen Wolf, and they also mentioned My Little Pony. 2012, the year of the brony. The year of the brony, brony 2012. Brony 2012. The bronies um, were a key prediction in the end of the Mayan calendar. Oh my god, we didn't mention the end of the Mayan calendar. We didn't? No. The beginning. The Mayan calendar. <laughs> uh, we have a good solid plan. Um, I, all I remember, so the Mayan calendar um ended on December twenty first, twenty twelve, and a lot of people thought the world was gonna end on that day because we were hoping. <laughs> now I wish it did. Um, because the Mayan calendar also predicted of a lot of things that happened in the past, so people were like, "Well, there's nothing else." So. I guess we're we're gonna die. My friends and I have a very clear memory. We had a sleepover that night, and we all we were jumping on the trampoline of my friend, uh, my friend's house, and we were just um singing. It's the end of the world as we know it. We're just like, is that really how you were planning on going down? <laughs> In the face of the apocalypse, Ashley's like, let's have a sleepover. We're just like, let's. Have a sleepover, everybody. Let's just all get the girls together in our little fallout shelter, blanket fort, and um, just get ready for the end of the world. Snuggle up, maybe have a little glass of wine. Maybe and yeah. we're like, we're like, well, I guess see you tomorrow, maybe. <laughs> and then we woke up. And we're like, darn it! I closed my eyes and I was like this might be the last time but i also kind of didn't believe it but i was like maybe this is the last time and then when i woke up i was like damn I'm this is the end oh that was Watch your breath and count to ten. to ten fun fact about 2012 adele wrote the mayan calendar <laughs> anyway also i found the top 10 ships of the year lay it on me kind of going back to the last episode um, so you have Mulan and Aurora from Once Upon a Time, Cas- Castle and Beckett from Castle, Lizzie and Darcy from the Lizzie Bennet Diaries, which was big at this time. Uh, this one was interesting to me. Quinn and Rachel from Glee. Oh, wait. How does that surprise you? I don't know. Like, I just didn't, I guess, at the time. Glee- Were you a Gleek or did you have taste? No, I was a Gleek, but I only watched it to, like, the mid of season three, I think. And then I kind of fell out of it. Once Darren and Chris got on there, I was like, my work is done. <laughs> my work is complete. My work is complete. I love Starkid. I love Starkid. I had a big Starkid phase. Well, speaking of um, Darren, Chris, um, Kurt and Blaine, they also put on here from Glee. Damon and, um, Damon and Elena from The Vampire Diaries. Hawkeye and Black Widow from The Avengers, Merlin and Arthur from Merlin, and then uh, Styles and Derek from Teen Wolf, and then Harry Styles and Louis Tomlinson from One Direction, Larry. People think that's really real. Like, people to this day are, like, they're together. Like, I found that out recently. They kind of, I felt like, though, it kind of ruined their friendship. That's why I'm very high. I didn't get together. But yeah, I don't know if Larry was real. Are you a Larry truther? 
I don't know because I haven't done enough research on it. I just know that it kind of ruined their friendship or I guess it, it did for a little bit. It's just, that's the problem with real life shipping. Cause then the fans get really out of control. Like even with like Markiplier and Jacksepticeye, they, a lot of fans and still to this day, like, but fans really avidly ship them in like 2015 and it kind of ruined their friendship a little bit. Like they couldn't, because people were just being like, re, like sh showing them all this like really, dirty fan fiction and fan art of them and like it's just uncomfortable when it's your bro you know <laughs> not to make yeah. them sound like homophobic because they both are not but still it's just mm -hmm. I don't know people were just too pushy with it well I think people also were you know a little bit more afraid of that kind of stuff back in the day but it'll be I mean if people were like making fanfic about us or like I ship Julia and Ashley and they were like <gasps> making Someone a write... lot of fan fiction I kind of I'm not inviting this, but I'm not, a, not. opposed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I just want someone to write a fan fiction of me. Just kidding. <laughs> are you trying to sh We are real life queers. <laughs> <laughs> but it will never oh, happen. Dating again. Julia, because you always joke like, I love you, Ashley. And I'm like, thanks, man. <laughs> Why do you do that? Why can't say tell the homies how much you love them? Is I do all the time. Like every time we get off the phone, I'm like, are you say? Not just you always saying it first. I say it first sometimes, and then I or I always and I always reply. <laughs> We're also out here being like, please write fan fiction about us. Listen, I'm not saying I'm not. I didn't ask us. I didn't ask the people. I was just like, listen, if it happens, it happens. I wouldn't mind seeing what people read. On the tape, that's not what you said. You're like, listen, I'm not opposed. That's different. Listen, I just want to know how they would interpret it. I'm very curious. Because people, you know, like, there are so many fan fictions of, like, like Harry and Louie. Like, one of them gets pregnant or, like, oh my God. it's so, it's, it's out there. There's so many different things that. And I was just like, and then you get the start yourself fanfics with oh. like, and then it's really spicy. I just, I want to know. Imagine you're on a really long, annoying phone call with Julia and I'm just like, hey, so it's just like all of our two-bit audio. Imagine. Oh my God. Can we write fanfic about each other? Future episode. <gasps> Shipping ourselves. That's going to be our next episode where we write fanfiction about ourselves and we, we, we publish it. I'm not we publishing it. it. God damn it. Are you homophobic, Ashley? Against myself. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like shit, writing fanfiction about us with fictional characters or like us with real people. No. Or just I could be yeah. writing myself like if I was a spy or something. What are the Nobody's requirements? That, um, Why not? Like, I can be a spy. spy. I'm very no. I'm super <laughs> quiet. I can sit still and just listen. I'm like somebody I know. <laughs> <laughs> Almost became a therapist. Imagine you roll up to your therapy appointment and I'm there. Like, okay. I think you would be. I know. I think you would do a very good job being a therapist. I think you just need to have a bunch of fidget toys around you, or like need to have you know those like um, treadmill things that you can kind of. Oh my god! What? It's true. <laughs> Julia, you can't sit. Pull the tape. Roll the tape. How many times have I moved? Barely ever. I've been like a stone right here. A statue. A statue, I tell you. I can't tell Roll you how many tape. times she went, she put the mic away from her face. That's to cough. Like the song, um, Chocolate Rain. I lean away from the mic so you can't Chocolate hear me. Chocolate Rain. <laughs> Why? Some dry while others feel the pain. Chocolate Rain. rain. Anthony Padilla is recently... Hmm. not recently but have you ever have you watched anthony padilla's like he's interviewed like different types of people like he I've seen them recommended to me but I've they're never pretty good it's pr i recommend hmm. it he's done like yeah ones with um top like viral stars and i think hmm. tazon day was on that for chocolate rain i still like tazon day i honestly if tazon day i haven't been following him but i should look him back up like i would probably continue to follow tazon day I feel like he's, he's a good. cool guy. Also, speaking of YouTube, I did a quick fact check myself, but YouTube Rewind started, like the YouTube Rewind we think of today really started in the 2012. If you're a 2012 girl, what was your like 2012? 
like prefer, like I would be a not like other girls girl who's exactly like other girls and looks like a total normie, but on the inside um thinks they're about two thousand and eight edgy. Like, I'm like well, I will oh, say in like I'm reading Twilight, but that's secret. Well, I will say this is the year when my friends and I did um cosplay music videos for YouTube. It's when we started like I think we started more in 2011, but that's like our big year. I remember. So it's like freshman year of high school. Shut up! I know more. I'm kidding. I was way more embarrassing than you. I don't know. I was really embarrassing every year of my life, including this year. (laughs) So yeah. So I think that was my biggest nerd flex. Ooh. And so now that I feel like we've done enough, I think we've contributed enough to the culture. Enough work. Business over. All right, Ashley, are you ready for your surprise? I guess so. Yeah, Julia, before the podcast, said she had a surprise for me, and I'm really nervous. But I guess here we go. Are you ready to hear about some of the biggest um, slang from 2012? Yola. Yeah. Do you even lift? Oh, do you even lift, bro? Do you even lift, bro? A condescending expression used to criticize someone's expertise in weightlifting routine. I don't. Shorthand for swagger. Yeah. A type of style or presence. That's what I'm saying. That's what I was thinking. PBS NewsHour. PBS did the wrong one. (laughs) Did did the uncool version. That's why I went with Justin Timberlake for that. Because I'm like, that's the closest one. It was Justin Bieber. Oh, Bieber. (laughs) Sorry. I I heard Timberlake. God. Um, I forgot to turn my swag off and woke up covered in bitches. <laughs> that feel. That Used feel. to express sympathy towards someone's emotional state. Cray. Shorthand oh. for crazy. I heard my, my nephew say that. <laughs> I know my nephew. We had like bad weather today and he goes, this weather was, <laughs> this weather is cray. <laughs> Your nephew and my mom are both like cray. <laughs> This is cray. I was like, I think the the slang's coming back slowly with the youth. It is. My body is ready. Youth oh, is I remember saying that. Like, my body, my is, body ready. is ready. Me when I'm going to eat cottage cheese in the morning. <laughs> my body's When i am had a long day at work and then I see my bed, I'm like, my body is ready. And then I just collapse. Me when Harry Styles is on Vogue, my body is right. Oh, that cover. Okay, a few seconds. That cover was mm-hmm. amazing. Harry Styles, baby boy, you're never going to hear this. Keep doing what you're doing. I know you don't care what I think. Kiss. Keep doing what you're doing. Chef's kiss. I rate that yeah. Vogue cover a chef's kiss out of 10. Swole. Oh, yeah, swole. Like term for swollen. Use this guy, someone who has a lot of muscles. Ouch. <laughs> you tried. That's the diploma I got from college. You tried. You tried. Um, used to caption a reaction image featuring a gold star that often used a standic, sarcastic and condescending manner. Feigned symphony as an insult. And you what mate with an eight. It's U space W-O-T space M8. Shorthand for the colloquialism, colloquialism, you what mate, used by English speakers from the United Kingdom, Australia, and New Zealand, typically used as an incredulous response to an incoherent proposition. You what mate, I like turtles. You what mate, I like turtles. That was a. That was you what mate, I like oh, turtles. That was You're a, a wizard, Harry. What year is that from? I'm a. I'm a what. <laughs> You a wizard, Harry. Also, Harry Puppet Pals. Harry Potter Puppet Pals. Snape. Was that from 2012? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, this is the part of the podcast where um, we don't know anything anymore because like our research is done. You take that research out. Is done. I didn't mean to know anything about it before. Snape. You're a wizard, Harry. I'm a wizard? What? Oh, it's from 2011. So close. So you tried. Close. There was a lot of things. You what might? 
You tried. Swaggy. YOLO. Well, on that note, I think we're ready to wrap up for this episode. What did you learn today, Julia? I think what I learned is that a lot of what we have today isn't original or new. It all kind of comes back and feeds off each other and rips off one another. And I think some of the things that we face in years that are difficult, like 2012, um, that exposure to tough times and events like the death of people like Whitney Houston or complete tragedies like Sandy Hook, or even more light events like the emergence of K-pop with Gangnam Style. Who would have thought those three things would have ever been put in a sentence? I think that those things and that exposure really leads us into the future. And we can either you know, run away from these narratives or we can embrace them and let it shape the future for the better. And hopefully that exposure, even when things are tough, brings us to a form of justice. Wow, that was very That's well put. Um, I learned that kind of like how you were going after um I think history repeats itself kind of for a reason but it's not always like bad history it's also things that made us happy um or we kind of just want to go back to those simpler times especially when life is really crazy like this year this year has been full of unexpected events and every month seems to have one hell of, of, of an event happen. I feel like the history books, I think, just need a whole textbook on 2020. And a lot of things that, like, the Twilight Renaissance happened this year, and Supernatural, and Destiel, Supernatural in general is just ending this year, and, like, Destiel became canon, which no one saw coming <laughs> back then. And immediately stepped down. He was like, my work is done. <laughs> yeah, and then came down, and he's like, that was my American influence goal. Yeah, Cassiel basically says that, and then he kind of dies, which is... Russia um, hacked the supernatural cannons. Um, yeah, and then uh, Putin even stepped down. Like, yeah. And then we have a new president coming up. And just things... It's really interesting. Um, we were supposed to have an Olympics this year, but that didn't happen. Um, <laughs> and even, like, the, the coronavirus thing that I mentioned earlier that happened in the Middle East, and look at, ne- look at now... Um, so yeah, it's just, we have a lot of things that, from our childhood, that will always be there, but it's also important to see, like, how, where we came from. Mm-hmm. Well, new shows, new movies, music, so many things will happen in the future, but also, I think especially as I get older, it's kind of fun to see, like, what my childhood was like, yeah. and what was popular when I was a kid, and, like, what... What did people even say back then? Even like this, the little slang game. It's like YOLO. Like I forgot that it, like I haven't, that hasn't crossed my mind in a long time. YOLO. You know what? <laughs> that is the message for 2020. YOLO. Hashtag YOLO. I don't care what PBS NewsHour says about it. It is right. Carpe diem it. <laughs> also, I want to say like maybe why people are looking at 2012 right now and like kind of reverting back to it is like that feeling of like this is the end of the world. Like in a lot of the yes. World, I think this is the end of our world as we know it. There is no going back to how things used to be now. And we're not saying, yeah, we're, we're not saying the world's saying actually ending, but there, this- The world is not gonna actually end. Yeah, just to, to, no. Saying, figuratively, I'm saying, you can, as we know it, the world is changing and the world we used to know no longer exists. Exactly. Back at history to like kind of guide us forward and how we, you know, react to times like this when we have this feeling of change and how we deal with it. And you can react to it in two ways. One, you can close your eyes at the end of the night, throw yourself into the pit of despair and, you know, kind of not know if you're going to wake up in the morning. Or two, you can say, hey girls, come over for a sleepover. We're going to dance on my trampoline. We're going to sing the end rules we know it. We're going to embrace that future. And we're going to kick ass into the oblivion. And I think we should always choose option two. Yeah, and kind of, so what's also interesting, so going back to Markiplier, he, with another YouTuber, um, Ethan, aka Crank Gameplays, they did a whole YouTube channel that recently ended. So for one year, they had a channel called Unis Honest, which means translated literally to one year, where every day they released a new video, 
doing vamps things or trying new things and stuff and they said after one year this channel will die it will end and they will delete all of the videos no more merch um they asked like please don't re-upload any videos which for the most part i think people have been respecting and it's just like we will only have the memories and when it ended people were really sad about it because it was over and like getting imagine getting up every year and expecting a new video for one year and then suddenly it's gone and that can happen anytime with anything like someone else like someone you know dying or a show all of a sudden gets canceled or i don't know um <laughs> a virus comes around and like stopping the world as we know it and you have to get up and learn to adapt and move forward and yeah so i think it's just um i will end with memento mori was also another saying of theirs it kind of means like remember we all everything will come to an end and it's scary to think about and it's not fun sometimes but it's true so it's kind of like i think that's why yolo was a saying even though it sounds dumb but you only do live once <laughs> pretentious for the undereducated listen it's not how you communicate with people it's rude it's so no matter what make even this time of un, like being unsure of what's going to happen just even just taking this time to rest do it take, take care of yourself take care of yourself or reevaluate reevaluate what you really want to do in life because it's the only one you will have and make the best of it and I think that's that's all I got to say about that. Hashtag YOLO, everyone. <laughs> Hashtag YOLO. Let's bring it back. I'm unironically YOLOing right now. Well, YOLO. See you guys next week. And until next time, YOLO. And part of that is following you on YOFLO. You only follow once. Um, remember to follow our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and um, us follow us on Spotify. Um, our Facebook is Ready Rewind Podcast. Um, our Instagram is Ready Rewind at Ready Rewind Podcast, and our Twitter is at Ready Rewind Pod. And you can follow for more podcast updates there. We upload every other Wednesday. Um, Correct. And until then, ready? Rewind.